I can sell, sell. I can sell, sell. Hey, welcome to Make It So So, a podcast about the not-so-good episodes of Star Trek. This episode, we're talking about The Game, which is episode six of season five of Star Trek, The Next Generation. When Wesley comes aboard to visit his old crewmates, he finds everyone infatuated with the new game. But is the game more sinister than it seems? But first, my name's Newman. Hey, I'm Beth. I'm Dan. I uh, just want to point out we have an awesome new theme song. Uh, yeah, hope we do. You all, <laughs> hope you all enjoyed that. Um, Great job, Newman. Oh, thank you. It took, <laughs> it took me to the limits and bounds of my uh, artistic expression, but I think I... <laughs> It's where no artist has gone before. I, I, That's right. I think I covered what we're about in that song. So Absolutely. I hope, I hope Absolutely. it. Uh, I hope. I hope the listeners I like it. I support it. Thank you. <laughs> um, All right, the game. So the game. Who wants to tackle uh, first impressions? Ben. Okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I got really excited when we were announcing that we were doing this one and i think it's because i wiped all memory of what happens in this episode from my brain (laughs) okay Um, that's fair uh yeah uh i forgot that nothing happens in this episode it opens pretty interestingly uh playing on rikers i think uh sensibilities and then (laughs) it's very much like a a wesley focused episode and i really forgot about that so uh yeah that's my first thought about it what are you thinking dan okay uh well i i didn't hate it it's uh, really it's not great but i think maybe just like the bar has been lowered i've just been battered into submission by enough star trek (laughs) sure that i'm surprised that you didn't hate it it's not good i wouldn't watch it like intentionally I don't know. Okay. I, uh, it's, there was just, there was plenty of like stopping and just like, what is this right now on the screen? Yeah. I don't know, but it, it does make Wesley like a worthwhile person on screen, which is a feat in itself. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's, it's so, so if I may. Okay. (laughs) Newman. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of, gonna kind of build on what you said there um this episode i kind of liked wesley which i never think i would say that but he's yeah. he's actually like right. a likable competent not such a like annoying character in this one mm-hmm. and i was like wow okay i don't remember that being the case but like i would have liked to see more of this wesley um yeah less of you know annoying know-it-all wesley um and i think the episode kind of like works like i i remember a lot of people making fun of this one but for me i didn't find it bad i, I kind of enjoyed it um it just surprisingly. has <laughs> it just has a lot of filler i think um at the yes, first viewing yes. dan turned to me and said like okay so was the whole episode filler like what well, what's going yeah, on like, but really they're catching you up on a lot of what's been going on in wesley's life because he's been gone for a while I, i'm assuming right. that's that's why but yeah yeah i mean he's going to talk to his mom i'm going to talk to the captain about what yeah he's about boothby and like yeah all that stuff um plus there's no b plot line you're right it's just yes. a was, plot the whole mm-hmm. time i was just gonna mention that um, yeah, yeah it's one of the few star trek episodes that have yeah. an a only plot right um which is kind of cool, uh, but it also kind of suffers from that a little bit, and you can kind of feel that. Um, 
but yeah, it kind of worked for me surprisingly. So I'm kind of shocked. Uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Yeah. So this opening scene, this this does not bode well for the rest of the episode. No. This, so like my my only also, notes, that lady is a is a bitch. Like, oh yeah, like, I mean, she's well, she's she like yeah, she has she sinister motives. Of, yeah, oh, yeah, true. But I, like all I wrote in my notes was Riker ruins everything. For, yeah, for the yeah, he, really, he does. Like, that's, that is one thing does. I want to bring it up at the end is that this whole thing is his fault, and of no course. one even like acknowledges that. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, it's totally his fault. They're not just like keep it in your pants, right? Bring in weird shit on the on yeah. the ship, right? And like, so oh yeah, he's on some like romantic getaway. Uh, is this on Risa? Yeah, yes. Risa. So yeah. Risa With... is a planet for just as a background in risa is like a sex vacation planet basically sort. it's a vacation planet but it's also like a sex vacation planet essentially yes. you don't right. have to do that while you're there but most people do right and, <laughs> and yeah. he's there with a katarian girl yes katarians yes. latana yeah. yeah oh is it the same person as in the end of the episode? I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. They well, have like a butt on their head. Right. Yes. Let's yeah. let's talk about their head design <laughs> yeah. for a second. Okay. <laughs> they definitely have an ass on their head. It's just two yes, yes they round mouths. <laughs> but they, the, the designers took it a step for, for further and uh-huh. they also included a vagina? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't notice but, like, that. A, a glued shut vagina. It's, what? It, was, it was very disturbing. Yeah, there's a there's and... a lot of like anatomy happening up there on their on their forehead. <laughs> Look at that head again, and you will see nothing else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's we'll it's need to post a picture of that. Very I'm gonna strange. say it's, it's bold. It's bold. <laughs> it's, uh, sure. It's... She's quite daring by yes. revealing that much. Yeah. And so, oh yeah. So another thing that Katarians have is this sideways slit pupil. I, I didn't notice did, that. Either. I didn't notice that. Wow. Are you serious? <laughs> no, We're I didn't notice that. Oh here, my Newman. god! I thought it was like the only cool effect I've seen on Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm sure it was just a contact, but no, yeah. it looks like cat-like i guess but the other way oh okay that's cool yeah oh, oh. Yeah, i can't it was i totally i, I totally missed it. Notice that i totally All missed right. it <laughs> anyway so so Riker is uh is it is frolicking the right word uh he's, playfully he's, chasing he's being Riker. i mean we 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 definitely get to see like the insides of like Riker's like sexual game weirdness you know, here yeah. this, this, yeah. this is very strange it's like is he like this with all women it's very yeah. strange it's chasing them around the room <laughs> yeah and it's and her weird. her constant giggles gets annoying yeah real fast well like, she was if, she was obviously faking the entire time just to, and she takes it yeah. well i mean in the beginning before you know sort of what happens in the episode she takes his communicator badge and she throws it out the window and gets rid of it that's right you're just like wow that was a little too far but then you sort of realize later on that that was probably on purpose Um, right and riker seemed to not hate it so yeah right (laughs) oh riker but yeah (laughs) all right so they're they're playing around in what i can only describe as the most conservative version of lingerie there is yeah yes 
full yeah. full full bodied like outfits basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I long get sleeves, it. head to toe. Yeah, it's the it's nineties sexy, which you can't really do. I don't know. Whatever. Right, right, right. <laughs> and she puts this device on Riker's head. Mm-hmm. It is how would you describe it? Like a like a a headset. And they look kind of like kind of like what what you'd imagine are like uh, microphones for a voice, like a hands-free mic, but mm-hmm. two of them and they're above your eyes. Is that mm-hmm. a yeah, decent sure. description, yeah, I guess? Yeah, I, I think it looks like an early, a 90s version of Google Glass. Because it yeah, has like yeah, a similar yeah, coloring. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. and it's small. Yeah. And it shoots laser beams into your eyes. It does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it's an odd... What's kind of cool is it's so nowadays these sort of interfaces exist a lot. It's an um, not a lot, but there's several of them on the commercial market. Um, mm-hmm. So it's an augmented reality interface. So it overlays right virtual on top of what you can see. So you see through it. Um, and you know, Hololens is an example. And actually, someone so this this thing play, is an augmented reality interface for playing a game where you have to put these discs in this tube. I yeah. guess is what mm-hmm. it is. It's yeah. a very easy game. And I yeah. think if you're not playing it, it sort of plays itself. It does. Oh, they totally. always, yeah. They yeah. always hint at, like, you just, just let it go. You'd let it, yeah. you'd let it do and its it own just, thing. So it doesn't yeah. even really seem like a game. It's just yeah. an experience, more or right. less. Right, right. Um, but what's really cool is someone made it for Microsoft HoloLens, made a replication of the game. Which is amazing. You don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't play it with your eyes. I think you still play it with a... Um, Mm-hmm. like a hand controller but um but yeah it's pretty awesome so yeah. we'll have to post a video of that um yeah, yeah. just the so, fact that so, someone made that is pretty cool i, mean, I know i totally agree yeah, it's probably great. a boring game again but probably yes <laughs> because i don't yeah, think so, it gives you the the reward that the one in the show does no i don't <laughs> speaking of that reward uh, yeah. Riker is wearing this game and he's kind of wondering why he's like playing this game instead of Fun, sexy time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the first level is completed. And two minutes into the episode, you see Riker's O-Face. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> this game zaps the reward center of your brain and yes, essentially you orgasm all the time. Like yeah, every right. couple seconds. Right. Super awkward throughout the rest of the episode because it's people just walking around the ship like being yeah. sexually stimulated which is basically awkward. yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah and it, i mean we yet don't know about the mind controlling parts of it but yeah but that that kind of led me into like a weird sort of frame of thinking like what were they trying to say about the idea of games that like they're sexual or that just they can be used to control people or oh, see or they're you know addictive. What I mean? I, yeah i was thinking uh that it, while watching this episode for the first time i thought that it was uh like a a porn addiction okay. allegory okay maybe sure yeah i can see that uh, yeah mm-hmm. i yeah. yeah i don't know yeah it's it was dumb I, eventually I, I did some research and found out what it really was but right, we'll, right. we'll get to that later okay so okay. the end of the open yeah we just uh we yep. just see Riker enjoying himself yes. and <laughs> that's it that's right <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> opening set, set opening the tone credit. that's yeah. right <laughs> all right so we come back and uh Picard describes basically the setting of, mm-hmm. of the episode they're heading mm-hmm. toward the Phoenix cluster which is uncharted territory 
uh it's everyone's first time being there so they're super excited or something yeah um and they're going to run into a ship that has wesley crusher on it that's right yep which the transport i, I mean i know it's kind of nitpicking but if they're almost to undiscovered country yeah why why would wesley be on a yeah, why is wesley cruising by it like, yeah like where is he going other we're than sending the enterprise? our fastest ship to uh to intercept the enterprise <laughs> yeah. from, I mean, from starfleet I, yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's not by happenstance warp means tons of stuff that right yeah explains yeah. away a lot of stuff but it just didn't seem like that's a very good point i did not think about that at all <laughs> but yeah, yeah like where yeah. where other than the enterprise would he be going right because he's coming right? from he's coming from earth Right, so, and his mom, his only other family, is on the ship. Right, exactly. So like where he's not just out there cruising around; like he's probably specifically going to the Enterprise. That's a very good point. Um, yeah. And I, so, so in in his captain's log, he says, "And the final bit of, bit of good news is that we're picking up Wesley." And I wrote, "Picking up Wesley, good news?" Yeah. Mark. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I thought yeah. he didn't really like him that no, much. He, yeah, yeah I, I thought so too. He he doesn't, but I I think this is kind of like the turning point in their relationship because he's gone off to Starfleet. He's yeah, he's, he's becoming his now. his you know promised self of this great Starfleet cadet, whatever. So maybe yeah. maybe the captain's kind of softened to him a little bit, but I think so. Yeah, for sure. I know, but I thought that was right. funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good news. <laughs> I also want to. Uh, Point out that Ashley Judd is a prominent role in, the, in the, this episode. Um, yeah, I would yeah. say she's probably the other main character. Yeah, which is really sure. cool. Yeah. Um, and Robin Leffler, Leffler. and Robin Leffler. Yep. Yeah. Um, this is her second appearance on the show. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. Two of two. So, yeah, fun fact. And um, which she, did she play Robin Leffler the first time? I don't remember. She did. She did. She okay. she plays it in the Darmok episode. Oh, I love that episode. Um, yep, <laughs> That's yep. a great episode. <laughs> it really is. Um, and just a little fun fact, her character here goes on to do a bunch of stuff in the novel universe. Um, oh, okay. Especially the New, the new Frontier novels by, by our best friend Peter David. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. He uses this character <laughs> a ton, so... If you like this she's character. She's a good character. I mean, she she's, a cool, she's a smart engineer and, yeah. you know, all those things. So, I, yeah, so I like her character. She does, she does stick around in, in some in some capacity. So, it's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Does, do, do those things count as, like, official canon? No. Um, oh, okay. I mean, they are, they are licensed novels. So, it's like, you know, they are part right. of the novel series. But, no, not, mm -hmm. not official canon. Cool. But they can uh, be if you want so, to be, I guess. <laughs> yeah. This takes us to an incredibly obvious filler scene. The chocolate mm -hmm. scene. Yes. I was just gonna yeah. <laughs> way so, too yeah, long. It's a weird, way, it's way a too weird long. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Riker yeah, starts off by creeping on Troy. Yep. Yeah. He like he sees her enjoying some chocolate ice cream and he walks like behind her and kind of like peers over her shoulder but she knows he's there. It was very awkward. Like Right. It's just I'm ice assuming cream. they had not been together at this point. Oh um, no. So they have they have a long history. They have a history before they came to on to start Enterprise uh specifically. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah. that's just weirder. Okay. But they're 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 always hinting at getting back together the entire yes. show. So yes. this is probably just part of that. Yeah. 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 And for for reasons that I still do not know, 
Troy mm. talks about how great chocolate is. Uh, she's eating a chocolate <laughs> ice cream with chocolate fudge with chocolate chips, which is a yeah, it's Sunday like the kind of thing. Biggest bowl but they were of ice also cream white I've ever seen. Chocolate too. chips, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's, it's like, like a gallon of ice cream. It is a lot of ice cream. And I, maybe so they Riker, have yeah, like, pretty legitimately. It's like wow, you uh, you're really liking the chocolate, huh? Yeah. And then she walks him through this like. This this ritual, it's like, oh, what you got to do? You yeah. got to put the the fudge on the outside. That <laughs> that pushes the ice cream to the inside. Then you take the ice cream and you wrap it around the outside, and then you right. you savor every morsel. And and it's I don't understand. I she, think it's uh, supposed to be like a sensual scene, but it's it's just an ice cream sundae. It's, like, it's not. Well, right. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's also like a ten-step process, like you said, and it's it's yeah. definitely like two minutes of filler, probably just yeah. to hit that like forty-four minute runtime. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. and Riker's like watching her in. He's like awestruck watching yeah, his, her explain his this. Look, like I think I read too much into this, but I don't know if like his look that he was giving her was like the game trying to find a way to like figure out how he can work the game into conversation or he was just Maybe. legitimately like entranced by her her job yeah, <laughs> i took that's it true. a third way where he was like i can't believe why she is this into is doing this, this. Right, <laughs> right, right. chocolate ice cream yeah i think throughout the series we are we are told several times that troy really likes chocolate okay that's just like her thing yeah Nice. She eats a lot of chocolate. Which That's is fair. Fine. Good for her. Well, so so anyway, this the scene <laughs> ends with he goes, "Oh, I have something even better than chocolate." Right, right. It's this game from Risa. You should totally try it. Right. And she's she's and, into it. She's like, "Oh, really?" Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right. Well, imagine like, <laughs> she has just expressed that this thing is literally ecstasy. Right, the best thing ever. And even after describing it in detail he says i got something that can beat that right i'd, I'd be pretty into it that's true yeah that's sure. true. <laughs> yeah um, <sighs> now see so what, what's oh yeah. sorry like Go so ahead. that's the that's the end of act one which i wrote that's like that's the shortest commercial break i think i've ever seen on the show because it immediately goes to yeah, black that's true there's not really anything else that happens um and so i just thought that was really really weird it was kind of like that was like four minutes and yeah. then they, <laughs> so I don't know. I didn't notice, anyway. but yeah. Oh yeah. wait, before that though, is is there the scene where Wesley's talking to Data about No, that's the cat. Oh, that's right, after. Right okay. That's well, yeah, coming up. yeah. So, yeah. so Wesley's was, back. Yeah, Wesley's yeah. back. Wesley's back on the ship. Yep. And he lands in the control room. The first person he sees is O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Right? Does uh, uh, O'Brien yeah, just kind of chill in that room alone all the time? So- uh, that's so, his job. He's he's transporter is, chief. <laughs> so. uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but there is a hilarious comic strip about that idea. Essentially, it's yeah. called Chief O'Brien at work, and it's, it's basically just yeah. like him being lonely in the transporter room because that's all he does. It's a great comic. <laughs> I think we have talked about it before, but yeah, it's, yeah, pretty mentioned. It's it. amazing. definitely worth checking out. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like just a crisis of conscience, just like what am I doing with my life type comic? And <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It's, yeah. it's great. It's so it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Anyways, but yes, he that, is, but yes, you're not the only is, one to think of that. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> he is always there. Um, and I guess <clears throat> that kind of lends to his just 
not so charming personality. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, I, I wasn't surprised that he was there when the transport was happening. Yeah. It's that, mm-hmm. like, Wesley walked out and O'Brien's just standing in a dark room. Right. Yeah. Doing nothing. Touching, like, <laughs> panels. Maybe, yeah. maybe whenever there's, like, a scheduled transport, he shows up a few minutes early, preps the, preps the panel. Then when the beam overtakes place, he, he has to stay behind to, like, shut everything back down or something. Let's know. all hope that that's how it works. And that's and that's <laughs> all that we see. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, right. because otherwise he'd be spending like eight to ten hours a day just standing right. in a dark room. That would hurt your feet. Yeah, totally. I know. <laughs> Doctor Scholes, what's up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now Wesley is in a dark room. Yeah. And we don't know why. I think this is the worst surprise party surprise I've ever seen. Yeah, so we should say that he's a little disappointed (laughs) that I think no one has greeted him at the transporter. And he's like, oh, I was hoping that people would have missed me. Um, Right, right. So he asked Chief, you know, where is all the senior staff? And he tells them, oh, they're in a meeting in the conference room or whatever. Right. And he's like, okay. Uh, I think he asks if he can go by. Yeah. And they say, yeah, Yeah, come on by. He calls Worf and Worf's like, I think that would be appropriate or something like that. Acceptable or something like that. Yeah. Um, But like what I mean by it's the worst surprise ever is like he walks into the room. It's dark. The lights go on. They don't say surprise yet. The mom walks to him like, and then they say surprise. It's, it's, it's like really weird, like really weird timing. And Uh, then like really yell it. Yeah. It's it's like, Hey, surprise. Very slow. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they've never thrown one before on the ship. Maybe. It's possible. Yeah. Maybe. I just, I thought it was very, well, that's how they work in the 24th century. That actually makes sense because, uh, (laughs) data after the surprise asks Wesley, basically is probing him about human emotions. It's like, did you find our deception pleasing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then he lets out a super robotic, Ha, 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 oh yeah, because he was trying to play along with everyone else. Yeah. Oh my god, Data. Just this that that felt like it went back to like season one Data. Yeah. Like that's that's very like what's going on here type Data. When he, he kind of loses mm-hmm. that kind of like um, line of questioning after a while, but it felt 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 like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I uh, I read a thread uh some form maybe Reddit. I'm not really sure, but they were mm-hmm. talking about how. There was like a really awesome theory about Data's emotion chip uh-huh. just being like a placebo. Oh, okay. And that like okay. because because of like the terrible writing, like there's a lot of inconsistencies about his levels of emotion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that he must have emotion access to emotion at all times, but sometimes maybe he doesn't know it or doesn't have access to it. But I like it's, al- that it's always in there, and that's why he kind of goes back and forth yeah. between showing emotion and not. That would have been a really interesting reveal, like at the end of the series. Like, yeah. Dana, you've always had this thing. That really would have been. That would have yeah. been kind of fun. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, love that theory. I, That's great. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, uh, another uh, filler line that I didn't really understand the point of was that Worf made a pound tar- cake, Tarvokian pound cake, yeah, or something Tarvokian like that. pound cake. Yeah, 
That's, uh, that's I think those are the only lines Worf has the whole episode too. That, yeah, it's like or the maybe, one. Of, oh, maybe he's got a couple at the end, he, but, but yeah, very just, very little. Yeah. He made him a cake. Is there something significant about the Tarvokians or don't think so? I, is it just like so. imagine Worf baking? Is that is that like a I joke? I think it's just one of those funny okay. words that Worf would say, like ha ha ha. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's anything more. Yeah, than Yeah, like maybe. Yeah, no, they don't explore that. Like, they don't explore that Worf's hobby is baking. Yeah. Well, that although, would be sweet. Although Worf <laughs> does like interesting foods that normal um, Klingons don't like. Like, he loves he loves prune juice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. maybe he has a, a high-quality cake palette. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's like a, a, a sect of, like, Russian culture. It's a Russian pound cake. Exactly. More so than an alien pound cake or something right. like that. Huh. It's yeah. his mom's recipe or something. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so the surprise party scene ends with Troy uh, inviting Dr. Crusher up to somewhere else to play the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Crusher we have this great game. Mm-hmm. Pretty willing. You check it yeah. out. Yeah. So so now we know that both that that uh, Riker, Troy, and Crusher are are hooked right. on this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So uh, yeah, that's it. Na- <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> it's not a complex uh, plot. No, it's not. This time. <laughs> um, that that's actually basically the entire episode is just people talking about it. Like, hey, I got to show this to you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you should try this out. And then counterbalancing that with Wesley figuring what's happening that's essentially mm-hmm. the entire episode <laughs> yeah and, until the very end yeah, it's um, about addiction of some some kind yeah, exactly yeah. um so i believe uh data escorts wesley to engineering mm-hmm. um yeah. where oh that's we, right they ask him if yeah because i they they talk quite a bit about this like complex thing that they're trying to get done but i didn't catch what it is because essentially they recruit wesley for help they're like we could use extra hands yeah, right they're, they're working. And Jordy with seems like stressed out, but we don't. I don't remember why. Yeah, they can't really figure out something about the Phoenix Cluster or something like that. But okay, it never really the, matters because the, uh, it yeah. the stress came from there was supposed to be some. I think five scientific missions. No, no uh, they were supposed to originally have five weeks of scientific mm-hmm. missions planned, and yeah. for mm-hmm. some reason, it's been cut down to two. Okay, so that, that's oh, okay. straining a lot of the resources and time okay. and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. got it. That um, makes sense. Thanks yeah. for fact, uh, taking fact, detailed uh, notes, Dan. When uh, <laughs> when when Picard hears about this conundrum, he he gives what I imagine is like not the best strategy, and mm-hmm. he he says to to plot a course that gives each mission an equal probability of uh, completion. <laughs> yeah. Which, wouldn't you just like prioritize and maybe say, all right, we're going to make sure two get done rather than all the teams have a 20% chance of getting done. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It just seemed like a, not not a wise allocation of assets and time. I agree. Well, the captain's never really been a big science guy. He's more of like a, like a history guy. So maybe he's just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, you're right though. I mean, maybe he doesn't want any any one team to be upset that their experiment doesn't get done. But at True. the same time, like, yeah, you would allocate resources according to which ones are maybe the most, or maybe you would allocate them to the ones that use the most computing resources, and then get those done first, and then right let the other ones go. I don't know. That, yeah. yeah, that seems know. like a bad strategy. I don't know. Whatever. Um. So we meet um Ashley Judd, uh, Robin, 
Sorry, can I keep mm-hmm. on calling her Ashley Judd? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, she's a mission specialist Judd. Yeah, so yeah. she she shows Wesley uh, how to be good at his job and kind of kind of schools him. Um, yeah, so a little bit. I thought he was supposed to be like this genius engineer. <laughs> he is. Person. He's spo- he's supposed to be that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think and we're illustrating that she's just as good, if not better. Right. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. She says, yeah. "Oh, you should calibrate the thing by hand," and he's like, "Oh, you're joking. The computer has to do that." Yeah, you can't and, do that. And like, which the computer like still does it. Let's be real here. Sure. It's just, he right, pushes right. some buttons and then it's yeah. He's not, he's, he's not taking out like pen and paper and doing right. You know, calculations. He's not getting the pendulum out and the compass. Right. <laughs> like, yes. So, right. so she's the best in the world at whatever this job is. Exactly. Got it. Um, what that job is, I still don't really know, but that's fine. You're not supposed to know. Yeah. Um. Um. So they're they're kind of flirting, and um, he asks her out on a date for coffee, right? Here? Thought it was. L- I believe, or is that later? Sure. I think, is it later? I don't know. I think might it's be here. Later, but whatever. It might be here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, at that some does, point, that does happen in the scene. Point. Yeah. Yes. He asks her on a date. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely some some sexual tension in the air. Yeah. So especially because yeah. she jokes with him about having heard rumors about him from the academy, and she says yes. something about his birthmark, which I thought was like, really weird. Oh, you got that weird birthmark somewhere yeah. that is not visible under and clothing like, <laughs> i think they were trying to sell the idea of wesley like being a stud at college yeah, yeah which, maybe come on so <laughs> i can only yeah, suspend like, so he's much also essentially like a freshman so i mean come on right well like he he's he's doing all these pranks and he's um yeah he's like uh changing um replicators to like shoot out chili and yeah, so chili he, sauce. So he seems, he, he seems like like a total bro, which I kind of like love the idea of Wesley being like a like a Starfleet bro. Like yes. that's just kinda <laughs> that's kinda great to me. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. but his personality is still It does not you know, lend to it. Innocent yeah. little right. annoying. Actually, nerd. yeah, did we skip this scene where he talks to Data about this? Oh data, yes. when they're walking. Uh, well, da- yeah. I guess down to engineering, mm-hmm. he talks with Data about all the the broy things that are happening. Right. Yeah. Data, so, right. Exactly. Yeah, data talks to him about how he used to get pranked on a lot, and yeah. partially because he didn't understand social settings, and they they complain about the Sadie Hawkins dance. And, right. 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 Yeah. There's a lot of filler here. He says he talks about how he doesn't know how to dance, and then Data yeah. mentions that Crusher recently taught him, which is true. That's from another episode. Right. Um. And then offer offers to teach him to dance. Essentially, he's like, "I have a seventeen part program with different <laughs> partners that I would be glad to share with you." And uh, I, I think that's Wesley's what like, prompts no, Wesley. Rather, he he wants to go work instead of spend time with hang data. out with yeah. data. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, is, yeah. So but sorry, they, everyone. We just recapped a bunch of filler. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah, but they um, they mentioned that in that scene specifically that um, someone turned <laughs> Wesley's uh, sonic shower to spray mud. Mm-hmm. And that's what right. causes him yeah. later to do the chili prank. Um, yes, so he's, he's getting back at people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, right. I don't know how like how a starship crew would hear about shenanigans of a, um, you know, like cadet. But whatever. Well, <laughs> I, I well he getting, mentions that right. He didn't, asked uh, Robin. Judd have a friend. In oh, the, that's right. Yeah. That's, with that's him or something. Yeah. But yeah. Still, he it's says like, like so how do you like, know about girl all this? talk gossiping? Yeah. That's yeah. true. But that was yeah. just, I don't know. Felt, felt like it was just plot filler, like, like yeah. we said. It is true. Like, why would they care? You know? Um, 
All right, that, so let's get into the yeah. action. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> Crusher, <laughs> Crusher uh, calls Data to sickbay and says, "Hey, you need to do the scientific techno mumbo jumbo. You have right. to reprogram the tricorder." And so he to do something. Holds something. It, he holds yeah. it. He turns around, and then. She knows about some secret off switch, I guess. Yes, Data but, does yeah. have an off switch. Only a few people know about it. Is she, it she in one. his butt? It's in his, <laughs> it's in his back. Yeah, it's, it's his like his lower back, I think. Because she reaches down and is looks it, like is, she basically puts something up him right. to turn him off. <laughs> it did look like that. Maybe yeah. the very, very base he does of his like back. Lift right. up a little bit and then fall over. So you're yeah. suggesting that maybe it's like up in there. Yeah. I mean, if it's a secret button, that's that's, that's a good where place, you put it. Right? That's a good place for it. <laughs> that's, true. No, that's true. You don't want anyone to stumble into pressing it. <laughs> but yeah, like so... Yeah, you wouldn't just accidentally sit down in a chair and like <laughs> bump your back on the button. You just like, you really got to get in there to right. push that button. <laughs> I think so the it off is switch well is, hidden. Like, the off switch is used on occasion. Um... I don't think they, like, mention it, though. I think she just does it, which I thought was weird for, like, newer viewers who wouldn't know mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah. it's, just, like, it, it's pretty self-explanatory. He's a robot, and once yeah, it's pressed, but, he, he is off. Right. True. True. That's a good point. I just thought, like, if you didn't know about it, it would be kind of like, a like how did the doctor do that? But whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she, she, she goosed him into submission. She did. <laughs> um, so then uh, Riker and Troy come out of the shadows, which happens a lot in this episode. People walking out yeah. behind stuff. Yeah. Um, they, they come out of the shadows and they um, shoot Data's brain with like a like a beam cutter to. Um, the way. Yeah. Also, yeah. can we talk a little bit about. The way his head opens up. Sure. Like, so there's several instances throughout all of the series where they open up Data's head. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, how would I describe this? It's like spring-loaded, and it just flaps over. And for whatever reason, it's so hilarious looking to me. It never it's looks just good. Like a, it ne- In <laughs> any it episode It just looks that like somebody glued some cloth. Yeah, yeah. it's a tub yeah. of hair. Yeah. It looks like a pillowcase that somebody glued on the inside, and it's got yeah. some blinking light. And it just... The spring loading action is almost like yeah. too much. Like it just happens really fast. And right. I don't know. It's just, and, yeah, it looks like, really funny. Whenever they do it, it looks bad because it yeah. looks just like it looks like a button on an action figure that you press. And yes. Stuff pops up. Um, yeah. But I mean, I get it. They they know they can't really afford to make like these crazy intricate like skin panels you know but yeah that, yeah. that yeah. looked that looked really funny i thought yeah. it just i think <laughs> so it's they're, they're somehow yeah. further disabling him yes yeah she takes Which, a laser and cuts through yeah. some of his innards yeah he already looked off so i'm not really sure the good point i think yeah. it's something oh, <laughs> i think it's so someone couldn't reactivate him which happens anyway. Spoilers. So yeah, um, I think because clearly <laughs> the next thing that would happen is they call in Jordy. So there's like basically a couple experts in data. Yep. The doctor is one of them. Right. And Jordy is another one on the ship. I think there's maybe one or two more in the galaxy, but on the ship it's, <laughs> it's Jordy and the doctor. So if there's something wrong with data, right. the next natural thing to do would be to call in Jordy and say, Hey, look at here. And if you just walked in and be like, Oh, he's turned off. Like that would be very suspicious, you yes. know. Like, um, I, so I'm they probably need to disable him some Jordy other way. Just like frustratedly keep on, like constantly pressing that butt button. Oh yeah, just, like to turn him off. Why? Why Come won't on, you turn on? Yeah. Come on. 
Oh, man. Um, uh, and like, so this this leads me to another thing. Why wouldn't they just like destroy data? If, uh, that you you would uh, you would alert. It would, it seemed very suspicious. Right, but wouldn't yeah. why wouldn't they just like shoot him out like of an airlock and then like we don't know where he went. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. That way. I, yeah. That way, nothing. I, don't know. I think that would raise more suspicion if data was missing completely than faulty in a way that uh, no one maybe. else on the ship could detect. Well, maybe once most of the people have been turned, then you shoot data out of the airlock. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's already disabled, so right. There'd be no point. Eh, that's true. Yeah. See. Well, flawless. But, uh, also, script. they could never wrap the episode if they shot data well, right, out there. I mean, <laughs> unless, well, actually, I mean, maybe they could because he could survive outside the ship. Yeah. He doesn't need to. Please. I rode an asteroid back to the ship and uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> gained access to the That'd outside be turbo hatch. That'd be amazing. Uh, no, anyway, so <laughs> I think so, now we're that in would a... be like one of the the Chuck Tingle books kind of like the yes super absurdist star trek borgie uh, laborg borgie laborg that would be that pretty is amazing the best. data wrote an asteroid back to the <laughs> ship wesley crusher teenage <laughs> fuck machine that's fuck still machine. the best title of anything i've ever heard in my life yeah it's it's great i've read it it's oh, it's pretty amazing. ridiculous <laughs> anyways yeah. uh so picard okay. is uh, <laughs> picard is talking with wesley about starfleet um they go into a story about Boothby and um, when Picard carved AF into a tree. Yeah, mm-hmm. who is that? Um, now, that's super awesome because, like, this is why I think we live in, like, the Matrix. Because I'm currently okay. reading um, the autobiography of John Luc Picard. Okay. Which is a fictional book, obviously, but someone wrote it like Picard wrote his life story. That's cool. Um, great book. Um and uh, it goes into that story and when he did oh, that cool. and then Boothby catches him and he had to serve two weeks um, helping Boothby weed the Starfleet garden. Um, That's and, awesome. Yeah. Um, That's it's, just, cool. it's just a girl that he liked. Yeah. That, and she know, was the reason that he failed organic chem. Apparently. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And, and like, so like, Boothby catches him doing that, and that's how their friendship starts. But I thought that was just crazy that, like, and that I just read it, like, a few days ago. And then oh. I watched the episode, and I was like, that's crazy. That's awesome. So, how fun is that? That's super um, fun. Yeah. I also recommend that book. That sounds that like book. a good book. It's very yeah. good. It's it's written, like, you know, if the captain were looking back on his life and um, writing, like, his his earlier years. It's really, it's really And it, cool. like, draws on a bunch of the things that we learn about him in the show. Exactly. Like, it, it, that's cool. it references a ton of stuff. You see him on the Stargazer. You see him um, growing up in his French vineyard. It's 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 really, it's really, uh, of the Star Trek books I've read, it's, like, one of the better ones. It's written really well. Cool. Yeah. We'll have yeah. to check that out. Yeah. That's super fun. Yeah. Um, Dan, do you know who Boothby is at this point? I've heard that he's, like, some groundskeeper right. and possibly immortal. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, that's, that's a fan true. theory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's, like, he's, like, a Q race uh, being yeah. who just... And- just likes groundskeeping yeah Yeah. i think he's Uh, he's the groundskeeper at starfleet academy i think you only actually see him in one episode um which is also a wesley episode but i don't um, i don't remember but i do remember you see him yeah the one where wesley um gets in trouble for that like um piloting stunt piloting yeah um i believe picard goes to see him 
while he's at yeah, because he's in he's in like Starfleet jail. Exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, Dan doesn't know anything about that episode, but nah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's it's it's right. pretty good. It's a pretty good episode, yeah. actually. We'll we'll never talk um, about that one because it's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Riker yeah. offers the game to Jordy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which how would that work? I yeah, I just thought it of that. Shoots lasers in your eyeballs through the eyeballs. And the only thing I can see it happening is. If Jordy takes off his visor and puts on the game, I have to think that the game has some sort of like brain tapping into thing where yeah, Jordy could still see it like mentally without. Yeah. But that is a. I okay. think theoretically the way that it works. I, I, I thought about this. I okay. think theoretically the way that works is that it like stimulates your optic nerve. So it it can has shoot, to if, be, as long as it can pass yeah. through your eyeball, you can sort of perceive okay. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is an, uh, this is a little like uh, it doesn't really. It, I, I would totally understand if it was uh, not through the eyes, just on your brain waves, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. mechanism. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the episode, they're holding someone's eyes open, so I don't. Right. I don't think that's oh, uh, that's true. Oh, I like, think optic nerve is key though, because that it's actually it's the only nerve that runs like directly into your brain. Hmm. So it's actually part of your brain, like it's an extension of your brain. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, but I, mean, I I I don't know how it works, but it Jordy does succumb. He does to to the game. So I it has I wonder. To work somehow. I wonder if Did, like in like in an earlier draft, like Jordy was the one who helped Wesley like figure things out. But then maybe they thought that scene right, like because they thought that he wouldn't be affected by it. You know what I mean? Like so, that was the so. Do we know much about the visor? Like, do, do his eyes work when the visor alters things, or does the visor beam stuff directly into his brain? It could just—he could just wear the visor, maybe, because the way the visor works, he, like, Jordy sees a ton more stuff than regular people see. He sees like, mm-hmm. like energy heat. waves, um, heat patterns. Um, it's basically like predator vision, kind of. If you've mm-hmm. seen predator, right. but what, what I'm saying is, that, do you know if it still goes through his eyeball? I don't know because he has know. those things on the side of his head right. that connect the visor. And to me, those seem like the sensor. Like maybe that's how they're stimulating uh, his optic right. nerve. Like they're like on his temples. Yeah. I thought that was just like how it attaches. Like they're magic. That could or be too. That could be too. But right. they're flashing. So that to me, flashing means that it's like yeah, yeah. something extra, even though it's oh, okay. not. All right. Well, yeah. So it's, it's loose enough to where it could possibly be right. a thing. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Um, I also have to point out that when Riker is telling Jordy about the game, it sounds like he's asking him out on a date. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, really? It was just like, really? oh, like, like hey, what are you doing? That. What are you doing later? Oh, you want to meet up later? I got this great. It was just, it was really funny. Oh, no. What I, you I doing it, later? I thought it was very, very sweet. But anyway. <laughs> nice. I'm sure, I'm sure oh, there's some, so sure some slash fiction out there who uh, writes all <laughs> yeah. about Riker Jordy's About scenarios. what happened before he showed him the game? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, they so, had a cute little date. Then he showed Right, him exactly. So like we it. we cut to an actual date, um, which is West, uh, Wesley and Robin on the date. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, well, before that. Yeah. We, before that, he goes back to his quarters to get oh, clothes. Yes. Right? right. And he yeah. walks in on his mom just 
uh-huh. having one orgasm after another, and that's got to be the most awkward yeah. thing to ever see. Yeah, ever? yeah. right. I I no? wonder yeah. I wonder if Gates McFadden drew on this acting experience for Sub Rosa to really oh, yeah. sell her. Uh, you know, <laughs> there there is a lot of of solo orgasm. Yeah, in like Star but the Trek. way they there shot are. it too was like very up close, like face fills the entire frame right and it, yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's maybe it's no wonder that i have a thing for dr crusher because i've seen her constantly <laughs> like moaning and <in, in> pleasure <laughs> on screen during my childhood i was like oh, okay. yeah right you're like ooh, yeah. there you go oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so wesley says he has a date and that's why he doesn't want to play the game right now right and She's... the first thing mom offers like oh bring her back here we can all play this game together <laughs> yeah it's like, no, mom. Like, even if it wasn't a sexual game, come on. You're like, right, crimping my style. Like, just back yeah. off a little bit, mom, please. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you do, you do, his face does seem kind of worried when she walks away. So this is kind of like the seed of Wesley becoming mm-hmm. worried about the the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is strange because we're about halfway through the episode. And, like, just now is he starting to, like, okay something's wrong here so it like the the problem is sort of right yeah being We're, perceived yeah, right so it gives through. the episode like 20 minutes to basically wrap up the entire game problem which mm-hmm. is problematic it's, it's, it's a slow build right sure yeah. <laughs> definitely it's you know what that's probably just the like right addiction amount of time taking over a community true you know <laughs> it true. starts out with just a couple people true and it's only too late once everybody's into it that's true i don't know it's true so this, yeah. this date yeah. Is the worst date. <laughs> Why? Is it? <laughs> Are you serious? She starts off being like talking about how she was like had a terrible childhood. She was abandoned by her parents. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I well, mean, come on. Besides all that. I think she's a little whiny about it. Like Tasha right. Yar had a much worse childhood. That's true. <laughs> she did. She but did. Like, to talk come about Leftler's laws. Okay. Her laws. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Robin Leftler, this Ashley Judd person. Has these laws that she's mm-hmm. been constantly referencing. Oh, that's that's law seventeen. Law nineteen, and, yeah. Right, yeah. Yep. But they're none of them are laws. They're they're cliches. They're I, guidelines. I rules, I guess, I, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Like, so so she at this point in her life, she has a hundred and two laws. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. of which in this episode we find uh one is you can only count on yourself. Which, because of her childhood being terrible, right. great date, mm. light convo. Yes. Uh, law yeah. 17 <laughs> is when all else fails, do it yourself. 36 is you got to go with what works. Uh, 46, life isn't always fair. And 91, always watch your back. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, th- these aren't, I don't know, they're just, I don't understand why she would constantly mention them. And I'd be very annoyed by anyone that inserts them into all conversations. You know yeah. there's a super uber Star Trek fan out there, though, who probably has them all memorized. Well, okay, so I, I did a little <laughs> digging, and uh-huh. in it, I, you were talking about the hidden frontier? Uh, the, the, uh, the new frontier. New frontier. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it was a books or a game or something that, mm-hmm. that a lot more of these are fleshed out. And uh, Okay, cool. There are like 20 of them. I'm not going to bore you with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally every like motivational po- poster, all right. the words on those. That, that's... Nice. 
right. like always make time for friends is one of them. <laughs> never, never look back. Like it's like okay. I mean, a lot all, of them. You sound saw an eagle like common uh, sense <laughs> mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Hang all in there, dumb. kitty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, they're, to so... me, they're just more like guidelines and lessons learned, but. The alliteration wouldn't be as good if it was Leffler's guidelines. Like they exactly. Be, you know? Right. Oh. I guess. Yeah, but you're right. It is a little annoying. I would not want to date that. No, because you would constantly <laughs> have to hear it. Yeah. Like, yeah. always. Always. So so the, yeah. the date conversation no, turns to, of course, the game. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I, uh, I think we should probably check it out on the computers before we try it. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, tur- it turns that that kind of way and they're talking because they see someone in 10 forward just like like overdosing just, on it they're just yeah. spacing out yeah. <laughs> it looks yeah. hilarious yes <laughs> so yeah wide-eyed right so they have stare. like uh, what looks like a simulated brain yes in the yeah. computer right and mm-hmm. they and they put the game on it right mm-hmm. and they use a whole lot of neurobiological terms, the reticular formation, and it's stimulating the septal area and a psych- yeah. psychotropic reaction and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And they find that the uh, higher reasoning section of the brain is affected mm-hmm. and they freak out. Yeah. As, like, you know, actually, oh some, of the, some of the science is actually pretty good. I did a little checking. Um, reticular oh, yeah, formation you know, is like a neural pathway through the cerebellum, which is like the oldest part of your brain mm-hmm. and controls a lot of your like automatic responses and stuff so like sure. it, whatever goes through there is like usually pretty strong yeah um yeah and frontal lobe is a place of higher reasoning and those sorts of things so the the science actually was pretty good the science yeah. writing yeah and it's actually kind of cool it, it like reminded me of this really good um radio lab um that i heard like years ago but it was about gambling and and, and slot machines and how oh, cool. the actual act of pulling the lever, whether you win mm-hmm. or lose, mm-hmm. um, is the same result every time. So, like, your brain is constantly getting that, like, oh, I'm pulling the lever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was a great episode of that. And it reminded me of, of that when I saw this. Like, it's essentially the same kind of thing, which was yeah pretty cool. And, I mean, that's this episode kind of is making a kind of a cool statement about, like, nature of you know what people seek when they're craving something mm-hmm. um whether they're doing like, it voluntarily the reward, or exactly the reward function like right pull the lever reward pull the lever reward exactly because yeah. like, like the the addiction in slot machines isn't the winning or the losing it's just the doing you know mm-hmm. thought that was really interesting and kind of like paralleled this so that, that was that was pretty cool that's awesome hmm. yeah it's pretty super cool. cool yeah I love Radio Lab, by the way. Yeah, everyone. yeah. You should all listen uh, to it all the our, time. Our good friends at Radio Lab, shout out! I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're listening to this they, right now. They know uh, exactly who we are. Ex- yeah. exactly. We're coming for you on the show. Yeah. That's, right. That's right. They get more um, lessons uh, one second than we do uh, our entire <laughs> lifespan. Whatever, it's fine for for now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wait, right. wait until the game comes out. We have a brand new theme it's, song and everything. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Look out, world. So. <laughs> We know the game is dangerous yes. or at least suspicious. So yes. Wesley says, I got to go tell Jean-Luc. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just says, hey, uh, this thing, it's it's bad times. Mm-hmm. Jean-Luc says, uh, cool, I'll look into it. Yep. Goodbye. Yep. Wesley walks out and then dun, dun, 
done. What do you know? It Picard mm-hmm. puts on the game. I wonder if it the whole time. They got Picard. Do you think it was Beverly? Do you think Beverly got him or Riker? Okay, so oh, which one got him? I would it, guess Riker, just because. Seriously? Just, just, just because, like, they're like they're both on the bridge a lot. Riker probably walked in, did his like chair maneuver. I was like, listen, yeah. John Luke. <laughs> I got this great game. You I seem stressed. I could imagine, though, Beverly at one of their, like, breakfast rendezvous. True, when they're having was tea. Was like, hey, yeah. Jean-Luc. You That's know? true. It had to be Beverly. Because, like, I you feel like so? he's, he should be the last person to buy into this game. Right. Right? True. I, I True. Like he's like because yeah, he's opposite. more of like a like a poetry kind of guy. Poetry and tea kind of like oh, he oh. likes to read. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. he absolutely had to be either coerced or held down. Yeah. So oh, I don't know if, if like, held down then Riker, if coerced then Beverly. Right. So I don't know if it's right? maybe a group effort or Crusher. You know, that's a good point. On. That's a crusher, crusher crushed him. <laughs> oh, goodness. So now Wesley uh, decides to inspect data. Yes. Uh, obviously, he's right. told, she told Picard that he doesn't know who else he can trust. So uh, he and what's her name? Leffler uh, mm-hmm. go check out data and they find out there's been some foul play. They find some severed wires mm-hmm. and that there's only a couple people on board. That's right. That would be able to do it, which mm-hmm. would be uh, Jordy and his mom. His mom. Right. Yep. Which, which is probably pretty unnerving. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Knowing yeah, that your but... mom essentially murdered your friend. Right. Like one of his all-time best friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know why they had like the whole like there's, there could only be two people. Because they were both turned. Like they, they're both bad guys. So it's not like we had to – we were in suspense about – which one was the bad guy? Well, true. Yeah, you do already know who did it. Well, maybe it was more <laughs> right. more for the sake of maybe showing how Wesley is figuring out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, shit, my mom, you know. Like, well, that, that thing, it would have been, yeah. I think, a little more impactful if only his mom knew how to do it. Right. Right? No? I don't uh, know. Well, whatever. I, I think it's just him. Now, now he's like, okay, now I'm freaked out. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. what I got from it too. Like, oh my god, this this game is nefarious enough that my own mother exactly. could hurt my friend. You exactly. Know? Right. Exactly. Um, right. Yep. So, so yeah. uh, I believe now Crusher has Worf as backup with a game in hand, right. ready mm-hmm. to uh, get get Wesley on board. That's right. Mm-hmm. So they come into his room with his with his date, which I mean already pretty aggressive but uh yes <laughs> he, he and leffler are just quivering at mm-hmm. each other with uh <laughs> with what we find out are fake headsets right. which is actually kind of great i it's, thought it was really yeah. smart it's really Genius smart maneuver yeah yeah i thought it was really smart. As people start to notice on the ship as they're walking around that they're the only ones sort of not wearing the headset right um, it's like so here, it's smart to make or like a fake here, you one. can you can take mine, you know, like or hey, here yeah. you, you can, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, Wesley so. specifically says we should keep these mock-ups with us, mm-hmm. yes. which is great. And if he only followed his own advice, <laughs> right. it would have been great. I don't but know why neither of them immediately do. takes <laughs> yeah. it off. Yeah, and yeah. gets gets trapped. Have we yeah. talked at all about the bad guy who's checked in? I think at this point. Yeah, that's that's happening right now. I, oh, okay. Yeah. Itana, Itana, something like that. Itana. Yes. Itana, which is uh, not a Katassian. 
Katarian. A lot of T's. Itana, Katarian. Yeah. And Picard reports to her saying, we await your further instructions. Dun, dun, dun. And thought, oh my god spoiler, this is the same woman that Riker was messing around with at the very beginning yes of the episode. hence why we said I thought it, it was all a different person back to Riker being a... well she is wearing her non-sexy clothes now. this is true her hair I is pulled back and her hair is up yeah oh okay I thought this person had short hair and the one in the beginning had long hair no, That's I why... think her hair is just in like a ponytail or a bun or something. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you don't, one... yeah, you don't really see it, but it's the same Although, color. So is this one person taking on Starfleet? Well, I believe it's probably like her, her higher ups maybe like sent her on this mission to maybe yeah. like, okay. And I think she has a crew probably. Uh, which, but we don't I, ever see I, which is getting the impression that like this race is taking on Starfleet. Like, I think so, but I think right, she. Right. A bunch of them. I think it was her mission. Maybe she's right. like a spy or secret agent Which or something, too. Which lends to the bigger question. Is Riker's reputation of a sexual, like, <laughs> man so prominent that it reaches... It, the galaxy. It, it reaches yeah. other star <laughs> systems and they base strategy for taking over the enemy on, on him? On him specifically? It's kind well, of amazing. That, like, I so would not be surprised by that, actually. Is, uh, is Risa part of the Federation? Um, Risa, Risa. They go there a Risa. lot. I want to say it probably is. Probably. I mean, they, they, they always. So, so this is like either like a, a rogue agent of a Federation uh, race, right? Or or that race is somehow turning. Or she was just visiting. Maybe I, it could be. Yeah, because Risa is a popular destination planet i think for lots of people it's a vacation planet yeah exactly so it's possible that people who are not part of the federation would go there right but it's a it's like a, it's a peaceful uh, place okay. it's not like yeah. they so, don't i don't think they have right. like an army or anything. Is just a planet it's not like the uh Katarian's home planet right no it's no, just no i don't think it's so. like it's okay. like a it's like a so disney like, world yeah so kind of the Katarian's part of federation <laughs> i wouldn't think we so we don't know we oh, don't know okay that. all yeah. right then that, Maybe, that makes more sense then. But okay. I yeah. think the plan's actually pretty good, the way that she sets it up. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, you're going to take this to Starbase, whatever. You're going to take it to this. And, like, Wesley will take it back to Starfleet. Like, that's actually mm -hmm. pretty good plan. Um, yeah. It's, it's just going to be distributed everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was actually kind of like, okay, that's pretty cool. So So here's the thing. So... Uh, Picard offers like, hey, and now we have like an in at the academy, right? Saying, you right. know, we got we got Wesley, Wesley involved too. Yeah. So if they are under the impression that Wesley has already been turned, why did they now set up a trap to very catch good question Wesley? The only thing I can think of is maybe they caught Robin and she mm -hmm. like not confessed but mentioned like. Wesley's gonna get you or something. Uh, and I think that, that I think makes so. Sense. They don't show okay. that, but that's my thinking. Maybe yeah. because you're right. If they wouldn't know that, then why would they have once again ten people waiting just off screen to walk to out? Ambush Wesley. Uh, yeah. Which is so good. Um, oh, actually, no. That 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 makes total sense because in the next scene we find out that Leffler's been turned. Right. Right. Once, oh, and like, then right, maybe right. maybe once she's turned, she would just so, voluntarily yeah. say. So maybe Picard yeah. knows 
Wesley's plan. They know they can stop him. So okay. it's just a matter of time before they'll be able to infect the Academy. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes okay. sense. Once again, um, Wesley walking around without his, his mock yes, headset. Which, which come I on, I think man. he's holding it, but he's not wearing it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But everyone else is wearing it. Like, um, <laughs> just put it on your head. So he, Dummy. He, he goes down to meet Robin and, and engineering and like... This is where Wesley's dumb, because clearly you can see that she's been turned. But mm-hmm. he's just talking yeah. to her, like, telling her the we plans. gotta do this yeah. and this and this, and she's just looking at him dumbfounded. So, like, he should have run right then. But, yeah, um, I agree. Here's where everyone comes out of the shadows again, which I just love. Uh, mm-hmm. And Wesley actually does some pretty awesome stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. this chase scene is kind of legit. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, he's kind of like a boss in this, like, he's like, like site to site transport he already has set up and like mm-hmm. um a phaser going off automatically at a force field to let them think that he's somewhere else yeah um, he actually does a pretty good job it's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah. um in the end though he does not he, uh, escape them this is true they do find him yeah, in a jeffrey's you, tube right you should yeah you should assume like if, if he was actually able to escape the entire crew looking for him that'd be a little ridiculous well yes like yes yeah so he does a good it, job, though. Yeah, no, he, he 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 definitely makes him work for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but they um, caught him. They catch him. Yeah. Um, although I must say, there's a really funny scene with uh, Worf and Wesley fighting over like a door that yes. goes on way too long. It's just Wesley oh, yeah. on a control panel typing things in to make to make the door like shut and then close harder but it, or something but it goes on for like 10 seconds too long and it's just kind of yes. kind of comical <laughs> i just thought that yeah. was really good just, yeah. like he's trying to get the door closed so Worf can't get him right but what do you type into a computer of a know. door that's already trying to close shut harder like uh, yeah exactly <laughs> I thought so. frantically <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that was really way good. to go technology oh that's pretty yeah. awesome um, so yeah. oh yeah they can catch him yep mm-hmm. bring him up to the bridge and well i think they, they sit him down in like the captain's chair yep, for, so yes just, yeah. just for dramatic effect I yes guess. yeah and then it's a total clockwork orange they're like no prize it really eyes is open. yeah it really is right? so, <laughs> yeah. this is what i wanted to talk about okay okay, okay. so they they put the headset on him, but he has his eyes closed because obviously it needs to go through your eyes. And Riker holds his eyes open. Makes mm-hmm. total sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on this close-up of his eyes being held open, Wesley f- freely blinks. Oh, really? I didn't even see oh. like, <laughs> like, like, you could tell he's not actually... Holding his eyes open. Well, you only have so many be... takes to work with. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, yeah. <laughs> yes, you could just I don't know. Use the next ten seconds, but yeah. it's yeah. so good. It's like, yeah, yeah. no. I totally missed. That's that. like the one thing you had to not do is right. prove that your eyes are not being held open. Yeah, and they get him. They get him. Now here's my thing. It seems like he's turned like right away. Like, is yeah. this game so effective that it brainwashes you from the very first? Yeah. It seems like it. Absolutely. That's very yeah. effective then. I mean, Everyone that's... else has been. Right. But, like, I, I didn't think it worked that fast. Like, that's, like, that's like brainwashing, was... like, super fast. What I thought was interesting um, is it illustrates that you don't actually have to play to play. Because he, I think he fights right. it on the first couple. And he's like, no, I'm yeah. not going to put that stupid thing in the in the And the cone thing. gets, like, super big. Big. And, and it just, just swallows the disc anyways. It, yeah. yeah. Um, which shows it's not really a game. It's more of just a, 
experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It plays itself and it you happens watch. to yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh, um, yeah. It's interesting. But dun, dun, dun. The uh, room turns dark and uh, Data steps in. He's 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 alive again. And he yeah. has a like a probe light that he just flashes the room with. Um, he has a strobe light, essentially. Yeah. Actually, the first time we watched it, Dan started laughing. He was like, what? <laughs> he <laughs> saves the day with a flashlight. He does. Yeah, basically. Which, which is called a palm beacon because they can't call it flashlight. No, you can't do that for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he turns the lights back on and, and everyone is A-OK. Yeah, he flashes everybody in their uh, face. Yeah. Um, now... This was like a, you know, a, a conspiracy to take over, like, you know, the entire Starfleet. But that seems like an easy way to beat the mind control. Yeah, well, it, yeah. Like, I, I think they were saying it was like a very specific sequence of flashes. Okay. So mm-hmm. it, I think I, I missed know. that. It, but yeah, because then I was I thinking, know. like, couldn't just like a really bright light just like fix you you know what i mean like right. but Probably. it was it was a dumb yeah dumb plan but it almost worked but yeah. i guess that's star trek right so we find out that wesley actually fixed him right uh which which you don't see sense. you don't see that scene though right? no you don't you well don't see that they discover exactly where where the wires were severed so right. the next okay. logical thing would be he unsevers them right yeah. them back together whatever it is yeah so uh yeah data's been up and about the whole time yeah. i guess trying to solve the flashlight code right mm-hmm. and uh he does say that they rig it so that all the screens uh and and interfaces like across the ship would do that as well to right. try to get as many people as which possible. is a very good right. fix for the story because then yeah 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 um yeah and i gotta say like data seems kind of pissed here like really i would be i i felt like <laughs> yeah. like his emotions so are showing a, showing a little bit um <laughs> so that lends lends um probability to your to your theory dan of of the uh placebo he has, emotionship. he has the emotionship <laughs> yeah. he just doesn't know um yeah and he goes on to say that um wesley was actually um like stalling time because he was um he knew he would get caught but he knew that data was also still working on it working on it so that was that was kind of cool yeah so it's actually Um, a pretty decent wrap-up i guess yeah the show but but again they're only wrapping up one main plot so it's like right exactly i guess the subplot is the relationship between wesley and and uh robin yeah that i I, I guess that could be it's like it's like a it's like it's like an a plot and a little a a prime prime (laughs) plot yeah um (laughs) so they take the bad guys to a nearby star base and that's the last we hear of them Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just a farewell scene between Wesley and Robin. Um, right. And this is where like, okay, Wesley, like you're kind of hitting a home run with this girl. You're, you're kissing her, yeah, you're giving absolutely. her hugs. She's all over you basically. But yeah. then he says, she gives him a book of all of her rules. Yes, and which like, was hey, like, don't forget me. Yeah. But then he says a like, terrible gift, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then he makes a new rule for her, her rule 103, and something about like staying friends. And it's like, good yeah, friends. A, the, yes. the rule is yes. A, 103 yeah. is a couple of light years can't keep good friends good apart. Right. Friends. But like, why friends would, What the uh, shit? Right. Like, <laughs> she no, was this all actually. Over this fits the story they were trying to sell of him being like a player at I, Academy. I, true. I so. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, they take. The hottest girl that he's ever had any, yes. you know, 
yes interest from right and he just curves her oh man (laughs) but she seems okay with it i guess she's like yeah okay yeah but But, i don't know i just got the feeling i know i was just like what are you talking about yeah because i i i kind of like them as a couple like it actually works like i think they're they're like a nice you know they have nice things going on and there's just like wesley what are you doing man come on yeah and she's really attractive i mean she's a pretty girl exactly and she's smart and i don't know she seems to like him right she's like weird in a way that maybe he's cool i guess so so. damn i I agree i was like what is that yeah yeah so okay so (laughs) that's the episode everybody a show about addiction of something Mm -hmm. whether it's pornography or video games or drugs or whatever sure Mm -hmm. the abstainers the people that solve it are like early 20 somethings yes yeah i feel like that's not exactly how that would go oh see (laughs) see i was thinking about this and i kind of feel like in general the older people now, like now, like right now, like like this mm-hmm. year, are more obsessed with like devices than like people younger. Like if you go, what? like you see a lot of old people on like smartphones, like endlessly. More I see it at now the airport a lot than you do like all younger people. At least I read from, an interesting at article. Not. At least from I what read I an interesting article about this too. Where so I think Dan gets a different perspective because he works with younger kids. That's a good point. And then what the people that are sort of like and then older. So I think the middle range is what you're talking about, Newman. Because I read an interesting article about this recently about books, and they were saying that like millennials read more books than any age group surrounding them. Like they read constantly. They're and so like, but it it, which doesn't fit the narrative, right? Of like being obsessed with technology, right? all those other things um that are sort of unfair criticisms but um yeah i see this a lot um in the airport actually Mm -hmm. because i i've been flying a lot in the last couple years and uh yeah because i I love to bring a book it's like my favorite thing to do when i'm flying Mm -hmm. um and bring like actual books and yeah i can i or just like sit there and be quiet for a little while. It's one of the things I love about the train. Right. Um, but I see people and they're just like typing away or like buying shit or I don't know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it's fine. Like I don't criticize those people, but like it's unfair for them to turn around and criticize my generation about that sort of exactly. stuff as I'm reading a physical book. Right, you know right, right. What I mean? Yeah. I, I saw like a, a funny Reddit post. It was like uh, millennials, am I right? And it was just a photo. Yeah. And it was, and it was old a photo people. of old people at like a table all on yeah. their phone. <laughs> I thought it was yes. really good. Yes, exactly. But Dan, um, I see what you're saying. And that is also a valid argument as well. Because yeah. um, they would be the like most technologically attuned. Picard would be the last, or or maybe Worf. Yeah, I don't know. someone like it would not... have been a great Worf episode. You're right. Yeah, that that would have been great because he's like, yeah, yeah. he's like. I'm surprised this, they got him so early. All this technology cause... pissing me off. Like you know, he was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know how they turned him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, they know. must have like stunned him or shot him or something, and then and then. <laughs> But yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, it would have been a great Wharf, like Wharf and uh, Captain, like team up episode. That'd be really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I but, also yeah. think that like sort of that older generation, like you were mentioning, Newman, are more obsessed with social media. 
Maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Like, maybe that's um, what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. They tend to post a lot of stuff. They do. I don't know what you guys are talking about. No, my like, my my Facebook is all older folks now. Me too. Well, yeah, though, that's because you're using Facebook. Because Facebook is oh, true. Yeah, for, for old people. True, true, yeah, true. That's true. So Dan true. gets insight on what's cool, and we that's forget a good about point. that because we're not that's cool. A good point. So like, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I forgot. Anyway, about that. well then, so yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's our episode. That's, yes. Yeah. That's the game. Yeah, it's the game. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Dan, I did any, a little uh, bit of, yeah. Deep, deep dives. Dan's got some deep dives. I, I, think. I did a little bit of research, and uh, this was written by Fred Bronson. Okay. Who only wrote one other uh, next-gen episode. <laughs> they must have really oh, loved really? him. <laughs> Which was <laughs> Menasha Troy. Oh, hey! Yay! So, <laughs> so, so alone. Two, that one. Two episodes that we cover is is his. Uh, oh man, well, on his credits, Mr. Bronson, we salute you. Raining endorsement. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, he uh, he he actually explained what the idea was based on, and okay. it was Tetris. Okay. He said, uh, it was based on the fact that I had Tetris game on my computer at home. Whenever I wanted to distract myself, I'd play Tetris, and it was very addictive. That's it. Okay. Like, okay. So I, I don't know. I just feel, felt like that was a very, very tame, not very addicting version of what it could have been. I thought it was yeah. drugs or I don't know. Right. Yeah. A little, a, little heavier. That also really shines a light on like, like that, that era was so paranoid about video games. Like they're yeah. going to destroy you. They're going to like, and like, so I kind of get like that mindset when writing this episode. Sure. Um, and mm-hmm. actually just, huh. just in the news, they've just, um, considered a uh, video game addiction as like a, a, a valid mental disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it probably like a valid addiction type? Right. But yeah, like a mental. So health this issue. is kind of like a, a that's interesting a topical episode guys. So but I mean, what's yeah, interesting yeah. about that is like, I think what people forget is that anything can be addictive. Exactly. Right? It's just yes. like, you know, whether or not it, you drive pleasure from whatever the thing is. So um, exactly. Like you know, whenever people say things like, oh, that substance isn't addictive or whatever, right. it's like, okay, it's video- not the substance itself. It's, it's the pleasure that you get out of it. Right. that's addictive. Video games um, are going to rock kids' brains, you know, like, yeah. you know, uh, I it, know yeah. plenty of people who play games, myself included, who are fine. Fine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, Jonathan Frakes. Okay. Uh, later on, said he was very disappointed with the computer graphics used to depict the game. <laughs> he stated, they told me it was going to be this incredible graphic, and all it was was a tuba on a checkerboard. It is a tuba oh, on God. a checkerboard. That's a yep. really good way to describe it. Well, I mean... It's a tuba with a Frisbee disc that, that is pretty true, yeah. on a blue and red checkerboard. Well, I feel like he's yeah, being a little bit is. harsh. I mean, it, it was the early uh, 90s. It you know, was... Like, very yeah. simple. Yeah, yeah, it, I don't know. It was. I guess. But that's yeah. that's pretty funny. Um, ooh, I have a uh, some stunt double news. Ooh, is it, <laughs> a, is it, is it our uh, favorite, our favorite? Um, singer? It's Dennis Not. Oh, man. Uh, so Riker's stunt double and sometimes stand in. Uh, his name is Dan Coco. Okay. Uh, Excellent he name. He once made a million dollars for breaking the high fall record. In 1984, at 326 feet. Wow! Uh, While some, filming some Star like Trek, Vegas. Uh, uh, well, 84. So I don't know what. That, oh yeah, I guess this uh, is like that's like before seven years before this this okay. episode. Yeah. Sorry, I was just so, really uh, hoping it would have been for an some, episode. Some Vegas, huh? Millionaire. That's was, uh, pretty. Doing some kind of publicity thing. That's pretty tall. That's that's pretty high. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and as a matter of fact, so he had the Guinness World Record. Okay. Uh, although Guinness does ne- no longer publishes these records uh, because <laughs> there have been too many fatal attempts. Oh. oh my god. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's terrible. Yeah. I, since then, uh, one uh, there's a lady who who fell out of a plane crash and survived. Wow. So so she oh she's god. I guess the uh, she was the holder at the at the last time that okay. Guinness. That's right. That's my. Greatest I don't think nightmare. I want Guinness to like recognize my tragedy tragedy because she's probably not like okay yeah well also yeah, she lived but who contacted like, them about that like did, right did, did she like, oh like, my god you would never believe like, what happened like, this horrible know. accident let's publish it in one of our books that scenario <laughs> sounds like my worst nightmare because i'm already yeah. afraid of flying so right. having to jump out of, an air, of a crashing airplane Without a parachute, sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds I think, terrible. Like she was, she was like trapped in uh, some her. compartment or something that really slowed oh, her down. I don't, I don't know what it was. Wow, but, okay, well, but yeah. So, uh, so Dan okay. Coco made a million dollars by jumping off something at three hundred twenty-six feet. I hope he which, invested uh, it wisely. These he fell into a net. In Bitcoin, hopefully. These next generation stunt people are like living lives, man. Yeah, like, right. I mean, like they're they're setting <laughs> records. They're making amazing music like they're just like yeah mm, <laughs> i i need to get in they're on, on an emmy award-winning episode wow i know yeah I, it's pretty amazing damn okay and the uh <laughs> the, the very last thing i found uh while trying to constantly google uh next gen yeah uh, star trek game and all that kind of stuff uh i found troy's disgrace which is a <laughs> pornographic parody video game. Oh, thank God. What? Yes. <laughs> uh, where you play a powerful telepath. Okay. You happen to be Deanna Troy's jealous cousin. And you are sent aboard the Enterprise to transform her goody two-shoes cousin into a raging nymphomaniac. That's amazing. So it's a whole bunch of Troy's face uh, put on pornographic images and i you can like i don't know choose different scenarios and missions or something i don't know i i was not willing to uh download this game because it was pretty sketch man that but, is, uh, sounds there great, were some, wow. some stills and some reviews huh. it was yeah so troy's disgrace whoever made that you uh you first of all you are winning done something with your life yeah yeah first of all Troy seems like a sexually pretty open person. She does. I don't think she would ever be disgraced by that. Right, so, exactly. So get out of here, guy. Right. <laughs> Is there... Uh, I don't really have a second of all, but that yeah. was my thought on that. No, you're like, totally right. You don't right. need to call it her disgrace. She no. would embrace that shit. Absolutely. I don't know. In her culture, actually, because this is in the books, um, when they talk about how her and Riker met before they get to Starfleet, mm-hmm. uh, the, their weddings are performed naked. That's right. So, like, they're not like a prudish people. That's right. Um, so, anyways, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it, not not prude is not necessarily equal to raging nymphomania. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, I, also, I don't think know. she'd be embarrassed. I'm also by that. not going to give the guy who made this game a lot of credit for really thinking it through in terms yeah. of uh, you know, like the, the, did, did the did yeah. the. T- title fit the game uh, i'm just i'm just I'm not advocating for the slut shaming that's happening oh, yeah, with totally. the game title oh, no, no, no. yeah but anyways yeah absolutely uh, i'm sure they anyway. kept it tasteful yeah yeah i'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> troy, troy can do what she wants and it's that's right. it's her body it's her free love future she can oh, do what that's she right. wants so uh so. that's that's what i found while digging through this muck well those were fantastic 
Yeah, thanks, Dan, as always. Great yeah. Um, um, I want to say, so we're yeah. right post-Christmas holiday, mm-hmm. and some of us got some pretty fun Star Trek things. We did. For Christmas. We did. Beth, do you want to uh, so, you share yours? Yeah. So my, my brother, who's amazing, got me this super cool replica communicator from the original series, and it makes noise. Sounds like that. Fantastic. Cool. Yep. Um, and it comes with this super cool, tiny 48 page booklet on the history of communicators throughout the Star Trek series. So That's a big history. Thanks. I know. <laughs> thanks a lot, Garrett. Much appreciated. Awesome. Um, and then my sister got us a Star Trek model so you can, we can build the enterprise at home. Oh, so, yeah. Super fun. Thanks, Caitlin. You're Yay. the best. Yay. That's awesome. I don't think they're listeners, but we'll oh, thank they, them anyway. Come on. They, they better be. <laughs> no, just, just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, what about you? Anybody else get any good um, stuff? I got a really fun present. Um, it is the uh, Star Trek-themed Captain's Holiday Stout. I thought that was... Uh, it's a it's a four-pack of beer, um, citrus-flavored. Um, but that, nice. that, that sounds bad, but it's actually really good beer. Um, <laughs> it's a citrusy stout? Yeah, like kind of like a citrusy... like Maybe it's not a stout. Huh. Whatever it is, it's a, okay. some, it's a something beer. Um, okay. With mild citrus flavor, it's really good. Um, themed like after the Captain's Holiday episode of Next Generation, uh, cool. where Captain Picard goes on an adventure on vacation. At, um, and Risa. On Risa. He goes yeah, to Risa. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the beer is really good, and uh, I recommend it. It's kind of hard to find. I don't know where the person who got it for me found it, but um, okay. seek it out. It is it is okay. a fun little themed beer. So all right, it's good stuff. Cool. cool, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Listeners, if you guys got any fun Star Trek stuff and want to share share with us, uh, yeah, do that. Or That'd you can send us beer. Yeah, no, oh, that just... would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be uh, Star Trek themed. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah just... just any old beer will do. Yeah. Regular beer is fine. Put a little sticker that says Rhymeland Ale on it, and uh, there, there we'll you give go. It a review. There you go. That's yeah. right. Um, all right yeah. so where are we well, going next week yeah what are we doing? um next next time next episode we are uh covering masks which is uh from season seven of next generation um cool not a highly well-regarded episode uh data finds a stash of old masks and they give them different personalities so it's right up our alley um mm, hold on well, masks man. like technological like masks you like that you in, wear they... like you just put it on your face like so Jim like, Carrey, the mask. There you go, exactly. It's <laughs> uh, uh, gonna oh, be great. It, I, I can't wait. It makes <laughs> as much. It makes as much sense as that sounds. So uh, yeah, so, yeah, yes. Brett Spiner getting to uh, flex his acting chops. Exactly. I cannot wait. Love it. Love it. Um, oh, we forgot. Uh, is it worth the voyage, guys? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Dan, um, was it worth the voyage? Um, sure. Why not? Uh, hmm. This is this is the the least painful Wesley I've seen. Uh, yeah. The I thought yeah. the chase scene was was kind of legit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it, it was a pretty pretty simple uh, thing that almost took over the Federation. Mm-hmm. I why not? I'll I'll say yes. Worth the voyage. Very cool. Um, you know, my first reaction was no. I think because we even forgot to talk about whether or not it was worth the voyage. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not. Um, yeah, but I mean, it does have some high notes. Wesley is a pretty good character in this one, but um, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Oh, I'm not sure going to say yes. <laughs> no, I'm going to say no. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Newman, what do you think? Um, I'm going to say yes. Um, oh wow! I think this is a stronger episode that we've done. 
Um, okay. That doesn't really necessarily qualify it as good, but <laughs> stronger than what we've done okay. before. Um, and I think they're a cute couple. I think they have good on-screen chemistry, him and Robin. Yeah. So, you know, for that alone, I would say yes, worth the voyage. Okay. I, I would imagine this is the first time that the two of us have said yes. And I was Beth thinking no. that. It has to be. I was yes. thinking that same thing. <laughs> this, this is a weird episode. Or be- because yeah. the way we that need to get our, our scorecard going. I know. <laughs> like- because the way, that, the way that Beth phrased her reaction, I thought she was going to say yes there. But then she went back on and said no nah, again. <laughs> nah. So, okay. I'm good. Fair enough. You could skip it. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Um, if you would like to uh, tweet at us, uh, you can reach us at at make a so-so cast on Twitter. Yep. You can find us at our home on the web, make it so so podcast.com. Or you can email us at make it so so podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And please do. So yeah, uh, we haven't gotten yeah. feedback in a while. So please questions, comments, concerns, uh, yeah. you know, are we wrong yeah. about something? Are we super right about something? Oh yeah. You can also find us. I didn't, we didn't mention on our Patreon account. Yes. Ooh, Patreon. Yeah. Thank you, patrons. S- yes. Slash something. Uh, Patreon.com. <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. Uh, make it so so podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. There we go. Uh, yeah. Got Mon- some exclusive content. Yep. Monthly Already? bonus episodes. Yep. Um, I'm yep. going to post a, a review of the beer um, t- either today or this weekend. So look forward mm-hmm. to that. Um, That'll be fun. And yeah, just some fun stuff if, if you want to continue the so so experience. Uh, mm-hmm. We really appreciate the people who've already supported us on there. So thank you yeah. very much. Thanks, everybody. Yes. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, until next time. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Bye. New Year. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Happy New Year.